everybody. This is Shroomin here, guest hosting for a solo episode. So I wanted to talk about a few things today, but first some housekeeping at the beginning of the show. Uh, I wanted to let you know that I'll be helping out a little bit more because uh, we're pulling back the book, Dad's Book Switching Gears, and we're going to be doing some more edits on it. We just found a really good editor, and we want to just make sure that that second edition that comes out is the exact vision that dad has for the book. It's been tough with all the setbacks, but I read the book. I love it. And I'm really proud of him because writing a book is a heavy lift. It is not an easy thing to do. And there is just a lot of heartbreak and, and, and challenges like any artist has. And so I'm, I'm really proud of my dad and the work he's doing on that. So uh, that is going to be not for sale again for a little bit while we do those additional edits. And then hopefully we have, we have a second completed book that I'm hoping we'll get out not too long after that. But on top of that, we are going to be announcing soon some schedule changes to the show just so that the schedule he has for releasing episodes can get more manageable as the warmer gets, as the weather gets warmer, as he's doing more biking, hiking, and hopefully kayaking. And as he starts planning a multi-week section hike. And he'll be talking to you about the different mountains and trails that he wants to hit for that. And so now that we have housekeeping done, the subject of today's episode, something that's very near and dear to my heart as someone who's driven across the country a few times, how to find free campsites for car camping, van life, or just general camping. I want to find free campsites. I love being in the outdoors. But it amazes me how much some people pay, whether in their RV or, or just for a campsite, $10, $20, $30 a night. If you're looking to go camping for a month, you can end up spending more for a patch of dirt than you do for rent. And so, what do we do? Now, personally, I have a nice setup in the back of my car. Basically a bed back there. My little Ford Fiesta suddenly becomes an RV. Some people have the big vans. Their ability to get off-road is going to matter. Now... Some of the land that you should know about for it to be a free campsite, uh, some of the things you should look up when you're researching it is fire regulations for the area. For example, a lot of dispersed free campsites may or may not have a fire pit. So it's important to do your research, find out if there are fire restrictions in place, any backcountry safety skill, fire safety skills that might be necessary. Make sure you have a bucket of water to put out a fire. Uh, there's also road conditions. Is your vehicle going to be able to get to where it needs to get to, or are you going to be able to hike out to it and hike back? Water availability. Are you going to need it? Campsite amenities like Wi-Fi, picnic tables, trash receptacles, restrooms. There's free campsites across the country that have those things if you need them, which not everyone does. And that includes self-service. You know, do your research on that. Now, the type of land where free camping is usually found, different public land designations are pretty important here. Not all public lands agencies manage dispersed camping the same. For example, national park units offer mostly paid camping. Others have a 14-day free camping limit. The Bureau of Land Management and the U.S. Forest Service are two types of public land where free camping is pretty easily found. 
regulations vary depending on where you are. Generally, there's signs that give you some direction, tell you how long you can stay or if there are fees or if there are fire restrictions in place, those should be visible where you're going. Any areas that are off limits usually have some signage to show you that. The Bureau of Land Management mostly manages land out west. And like I said, they allow usually up to about 14 days of camping. The exception is areas near population centers and areas used for grazing. As you can imagine, those areas require more active management. So the further you go from civilization, the easier it is to find federally or state or local managed, locally managed free camping locations. The, unfortunately, by the way, the Bureau of Land Management, they don't have a map on their website showing where all their free campsites are, but you can get a feel for what's available. They do have some regional maps around, uh, not from the Bureau of Land Management, but states that run them. Idaho has surprisingly good ones, and so that's one possibility. Do As always, doing your research. Being prepared in advance, it's not just for Boy Scouts and Scar from the Lion King, be prepared, but <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a good rule for all of us. And there's also Forest Service land, U.S. Forest Service land, and what I want to mention about that is that it's pretty similar to, uh, to BLM lands, dispersed camping allowed uh, in a lot of places, I believe nearly 200 national forests and grasslands in the U.S., there's information on camping at their locations, the U.S. Forest Service locations, uh, but you can also check with, or you have to check with the ranger district directly. So you have to find out which ranger district you're in. The USFS website has a state and a drop down, state selection and drop down menu with specific forests. And, and so it, it, it's a good resource, more than the Bureau of Land Management. The USFS provides more resources on their website for finding that stuff. But Another option for the techies out there like me, uh, the DYRT and the DYRT Pro, the Dirt. It's a really highly rated, it's the top rated app right now for camping. I'm about to use it for the first time. Helps you plan out trips. They offer extended, it can be like $35 a year. They do have free trials available and there's offer codes online if you search them out where you can get up to 90 day free trial. These are this app in particular looks pretty great and it offers a lot of information about whether or not camping in an area is paid or free and what amenities are offered there as well as a lot of customer reviews which are pretty valuable. So I'm so far the app looks good. I haven't left yet, but I got a good feeling about it. It gives you the ability on top of reviews and those kind of things to find out uh, where the BLM Forest Service and National Park land is located, and that's supposed to be pretty accurate. Trip planning, safe campgrounds you like. Discounts at certain campgrounds are also available if you have the pro membership. Now, another really good app is iOverlander, and it's actually a free app that you download on your phone. People submit places they've camped. It's mostly crowdsourced. And that can be pretty useful in this this process. And it gives you uh, GPS coordinates, although it does require an internet connection. It doesn't look like it has an offline version. So again, you know, you might just have to try out different apps with some campsites in your area and see how you like them or just wing it like me and just be tough. 
<laughs> just be, just, you know, make it work. Sleep on the dirt, whatever, or wherever you have to, so that you can make sure you get to continue your travels if you're trying to cover more land or whatever. Um, some of the other websites, old, or, or sorry, apps available, the Ultimate U.S. Public Campgrounds app, Comprehensive app, low-cost or free campsites on the go. I might try out a few of these and let you know, and I'm not taking any money from them or whatever. There's also the All Stays Camp and RV app. But, uh, you know, I would definitely say hit the road. I, I grew up doing a lot of backpacking and being able to camp and backpack across the country as I travel, whether in an RV or a car, is pretty dang fantastic. So I would really recommend it. Also, there's free maps all over the Internet. And in a tough situation on the fly, there's plenty of trucker stops where you can park in their parking lot and sleep in your car if you need to. And so with that, you know, make sure you remember leave no trace principles, by the way, because that helps keep things good for other people. And from me, Shroomin, and my family to you and your family and your loved ones, I just want to thank you for listening to the show. I, you know, my dad did so much growing up with, with, you know, me and our Boy Scout troops and passing on gear he got from his father and it's just great to see him get to produce this show week after week and deliver it to all of you and interview interesting people and the cool emails that listeners send and questions and it means a lot to him it means a lot to me and I'm grateful for you so with that get outdoors and connect with yourself and the people you love and nature because we're all one to quote I think it was the kinks, the strangers or stranger. Anyway, (laughs) I hope it was the kinks or my dad's going to make fun of me. So have a good one. And thanks for listening to Papa Bear Hikes.
This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.